Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi everyone, this is Anne-Marie Cross and this is another episode of the Coaches Connection series. And uh, I'm thrilled to be here with you today. Got another fantastic show lined up for you. Today I'm talking all about magnetic money mindsets. And whether you've got a mindset that attracts opportunities and money and abundance and lots of clients, or perhaps you repel. And I want to talk a little bit more about that. So we'll be covering whether or not you've got a scarcity mindset or an abundant mindset talking about some unhelpful money beliefs that can repel money. So you want to make sure you keep an ear out and get a pen and paper and write these down because if you're thinking these things, if these are beliefs that are driving you in your business, you want to change them. I'll also be sharing some steps on how you can transform your unhelpful beliefs into more empowering beliefs. And there's four simple yet very powerful steps that I want to share on today's show. I'll also be answering Cindy P's question and Cindy emailed in and said that her biggest hurdle that she has to getting paid what she's worth is her self-doubt and her self-worth and I'm sure we can all relate to that. And of course, as always on every show, I love to share an inspirational quote to help empower you this week as you continue to build a successful coaching business and practice because that's what this show is all about bringing you inspiring, empowering, practical tips and strategies to build the business of your dreams, doing what you love so that you can go out and be of service to uh, all those clients and people who really need your support to help them achieve their goals. Now, if this is the first time that you have joined me on today's show and on this series specifically, then welcome. It's so such an honor to uh, have you part of my community. And I really encourage you to subscribe to the iTunes channel so that means you're not going to miss out on upcoming shows as well as this particular show Coaches Connection series. I have a weekly uh, podcast show called The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show where I interview other guest experts who bring their expertise, their tips and strategies to again support you in building a successful business. So you don't want to miss out on those and while you're there why not uh, leave a comment, let me know what you love about the show, what ahas you had and uh, also rate our show as well. That, that's always something that helps us um, increase our visibility and, and get our message out there. Because we want to touch the lives of uh, entrepreneurs everywhere in the world, specifically coaches, to help them build a successful coaching business and practice. And I really need your help. So if you've got colleagues that you know are also in the coaching uh, business, then let them know about our show. Really appreciate it. Fantastic. So let's get on to today's topic all about magnetic money mindsets and whether or not you've got a magnetic money mindset or not, do you attract or repel? Now, I spoke about this recently in a webinar that I ran and it was all about money mindsets, specifically helping us to create money mindsets. And this is beliefs that we have around money 
to either support our business growth or unfortunately, if we're not careful, it can hinder our business growth. And I spoke on that particular webinar about the scarcity and abundance mindset. And I wanted to share a little bit more about that today with you here. Now, I want you to think about each of these things that I'm speaking about and answer them honestly, because the more honest you are, the more you're going to build self-awareness around this very important area. And then once you've built awareness, you can then take steps to be able to support you in transforming your money mindset to one that is magnetic, very, very magnetic, always attracting opportunities and, you know, prospective clients and ability for you to expand your income as well. So if you had more of a scarcity mindset, are you driven by fear? Are you, you know, as you're continuing to work through the day, do you have inside at the core of you more driven by fear about, um, you know, not being able to get clients or I have to get this next client because, you know, income hasn't been flowing and I really need to do this. I should be doing this. So a lot of shoulds and musts and, you know, a lot of pressure, which is really driven by fear. Or are you someone that has more of an abundant mindset where you're really guided with hope and with faith and trusting that what you are doing is really getting you out in front of your ideal clients, being visible building your credibility so that they can really see you as a reputable coach to support them. A scarcity mindset might also mean that you're very rigid in the way that you approach business. You're very rigid in the way that you implement, you know, your visibility strategies and the decisions that you make rather than being more abundant where you would be flexible in your approach. And of course, in business, I recognize that you need to have steps, you need to have processes in place. But are you taking the point of view more from the very rigid and not wanting to budge and not trying something a little bit different, you very, very rigid in comparison to being more open, to being more abundant and being flexible and trying different things, maybe if it's only tweaking one or two different things. A scarcity mindset might also mean that you are always concentrating on the minimal amount, the limited amount of resources that you have available. Now, I know for many solopreneurs, many ambitious business coaches and life coaches, health and wellness coaches, when we're first starting up our businesses, we really don't have the luxury of being able to get support for our businesses. So I'm talking about team, virtual assistants, admin people to support us. So are we really focusing all the time on that we can't afford that, that we have got limited resources that we can't tap into or are you open and recognize that there are actually numerous resources that you can tap into perhaps you've got people in your community in your network that are able to support you give you know share some advice and some some practical tips in an area that you're stuck on as you're continuing to build your income base so that you can then go ahead and invest in in you know more of a team to support you in those areas so are you concentrating on the limited amount of resources or more than numerous resources that you have available to you? Because remember what I always say, and I've said in other shows, what you put your attention, focus and energy on is going to expand. So if you're looking at all of the incredible resources available to you and the things that you do have available to you, you'll realize just how much expertise and support and knowledge that you can access if you're looking for it. 
Now, if you have more of a scarcity mindset, you might be focused on the problems, the challenges, the issues, you know, in your business every single day. But rather, if you have an abundant mindset, you might more focused then on solutions to the problems and challenges. Yes, I realize that uh, in a business world, we're, we're all constantly faced with, with challenges and issues. But are you someone that continually gets weighed down by these? Or do you recognize them and say, yes, this is another challenge that I need to uh, to address. How can I move forward in the best possible way? What's a learning experience there? What's a solution that I need to identify to move through this challenge to get me to the other side so I can continue working towards my goals? A scarcity mindset might have you focusing on what you don't have, whereas an abundant mindset is focusing on blessings, small wins. You know, I say to all of my clients, celebrate everything celebrate them all if even if small if, if they're just small every success even a small success even a small step is so very important in your business's growth and we often forget to look at those small wins and yet they're so very very important someone who focuses on i failed again a scarcity mindset or do you focus on the possibilities to learn to expand uh, your understanding or your abilities to perform in a certain area, you know, your practical steps and your practical knowledge. And here's a really big one. And this is one that I will often see ambitious, soul-centered, solopreneurs, coaches getting themselves stuck, holding themselves back. And this is when they're looking at opportunities for professional development, for ongoing coaching and support and so forth. When they look at those kind of opportunities, they slam that door shut how? By saying, I can't afford it. That is a scarcity mindset and it's something that I am very passionate about getting that message out. If you're someone that's saying, I can't afford it, then what you're actually telling yourself in that moment is, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of investing in myself, investing in the future of my business and investing in my ongoing knowledge growth and professional development so that I can take my business to the next level. Whereas here is what an abundant solopreneur will tell herself. She'll say, what steps do I need to take that'll enable me to invest in my future? So you can see those comparisons. One says I can't afford it and tells herself I'm not worthy. Whereas the other one says, you know what? I am worthy and I have an abundant mindset. So what are the steps? What do I need to do to be able to invest in this? This is so very, very important. Now, all of the things that I spoke about in the scarcity mindset, if you add up though all of those different things, even if it's just you know a number of those things that you recognize, but they are more than the abundant uh, areas that you are continuously thinking and, and moving towards in your business, what you're actually doing is repelling abundance. But if you find that you've ticked the box on more of the areas of being more abundant, having hope and faith in your business, taking the right action steps, being flexible, recognizing that in actual fact, you've got lots of resources available to you. You're focused more on solutions. You're always looking at every single step forward, even if it's a small one as a win in your business, then you will continue to attract opportunities, clients, and of course, increased income. And this is so very important. Because what can often happen is if you find that you are more centered towards the scarcity mindset, that you've got a lot of 
unhelpful money beliefs that are that you're strengthening at the same time it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy you keep strengthening those unhelpful money beliefs of i'm not worthy of investing in myself i'm not able to attract clients you're driven by fear and that is going to continue to repel money to repel attracting clients to repel uh, opportunities for joint ventures and so many other opportunities that are out there waiting for you yet unfortunately you've closed yourself off to those because of the fact that you're adopted the approach of more of a scarcity mindset. Now some of the common unhelpful money beliefs that repel money, I've mentioned already a few, you know, I can't afford it, people are not stepping in, you know, not investing in my services, therefore my services mustn't be any good. I always struggle with sales. I don't know how to have a selling conversation. Um, I'm not worthy. You know, all of those different unhelpful money beliefs that is going to continue to repel money as well. So let's have a look at these four simple yet powerful steps that you can implement in your business and transform those unhelpful money beliefs into empowering ones that are going to drive you forward. The first step is to build awareness. The second step is to challenge that belief. The third is to change that unhelpful belief. And then the fourth step is to strengthen the new belief that you're wanting to uh, drive your business forward. Let's have a look at each of these more closely. So to build awareness is such a very, very important first step because how can you change something if you're not aware that it is there? And so often our money beliefs, our money stories, and these are the, you know, the inner critic and the, the stories that we're telling ourselves about money in our own minds, what we think are created very often when we are small, by what we observed and what we heard our parents or significant other family members say and, and how they manage their money. And for some people, for many of us, some of the things that we wish we observed and what we heard were unhelpful. And that's unfortunately created in us an unhelpful money belief and an unhelpful story. So you need to identify what that is. Now, I've been doing this sort of work with myself and with my clients for, for many, many years. It's probably going on close to four or five years now, working around money mindset breakthroughs and, and so forth in my money mindset breakthrough secrets. And even now, today, after having gone through a lot of transformation in my own life and my own business, there are still things that happen on a daily basis that trigger some of those unhelpful money beliefs. Sure, they're not as strong anymore and I'm aware of them and you know I've taken some significant uh, steps forward and leaps and bounds in my own business through transforming those. But every now and again something happens and you know it, it triggers that off. So even for me it's something that I know I need to continue to be mindful of. And so the first step is building awareness. So here are some questions that you need to ask yourself. What did you hear about money as you were growing up? Very, very important. And what did you observe as far as how, you know, your parents or significant family members uh, manage their money? Now, you'll find if there was a, a misalignment between the two, that's also going to be telling too. So on one hand, if you are hearing, you know, you've got to save your money, got to put your money away for a rainy day, and yet you also observed, um, you know, your parents overspending and being in debt, that's pretty, you know, there's a conflicting message there. So this may be something that you'll find is impacting uh, your money mindset as well. Do you remember significant things that have occurred in your life 
that had you saying something to yourself. You know, what do you remember thinking as you grew up around money? Very, very important. I remember when I was growing up, I, uh, my parents were very mindful of their money, very, very careful. In fact, for those of you who are familiar with my sacred money archetypes uh, system that I used, my parents were the sacred money archetype of accumulator people who are very, very mindful of every last cent, every last penny that they spend. And so for me, I had uh, often hand-me-down clothes. And I remember as a young girl, I wanted nothing more than to have my own new dress, something that was new, something that was mine, something that hadn't been pre-loved or pre-warned, but that was, you know, truly mine. And so I remember saying to myself at a very young age, when I have my own money, I'm going to buy myself new dresses, new shoes, new handbags. And um, when I did start my, my you know, full-time job, my goodness, I, I certainly did that. But you can see how that was something that I remember thinking growing up. And for many, many years as a young, you know, a, a young adult, that was the, the belief, the story that drove me. Thankfully, I've recognised that that was quite an unhelpful belief. But uh, that certainly was impacting my relationship with money then and and of course that has now changed thankfully but what you remember thinking growing up about money how is that impacting your relationship with money now that's really very important let's talk about the second step and this is really about challenging that belief I mean how true is that belief for instance an unhelpful belief around uh, clients and around you know generating income might be that your clients won't pay that much so really to challenge that belief, you would say something like, really? I mean, I don't have the right to say what someone can afford or not. You don't have the right to say what someone can afford or not. And, you know, neither of us has the right not to tell that person about the services, you know, our services and how we can support them. I mean, we don't have the right to do that. But how often do we do that when we think, oh, that person doesn't have enough money, they're not going to be able to afford my services, so I'm not even going to bother telling them about them. We are not giving that person an opportunity. We don't have the right to do that. You don't have the right to do it. I don't have the right to do that. They may be sitting there waiting for an opportunity. They may have searched for years to find out that there is a solution to their problem and you may just be that solution. And by not saying something, they're never going to hear about it. So challenge that belief. Okay, very, very important. The next step then is to change. Change your belief to one that is far more empowering and change your actions. For instance, these are just a couple of actions that are very, very important. You need to, of course, learn to put together a strong proposal and a strong program launch as you're starting to be more visible and getting your name and your message and your programs out there. Really important. You need to be very comfortable with um, the sales conversation and how to learn objections. These are just things that you can learn. Yes, we may feel uncomfortable with them. And yes, there are steps that we can take to become more confident in all of these different areas. It's just a matter of getting out there and learning those steps. And of course, that's something that I can certainly uh, share with you as well, if that's an area you continue to struggle with. This is a biggie, guys. Stop charging by the hour. Create programs and packages. You really need to do that because it's so very important. And as a practical step as well, you need to continuously, continuously keep an eye out for any unhelpful money beliefs and any unhelpful habits. Why? Because as soon as you hear in your mind or you hear yourself saying something that is unhelpful, you need to stop it. You need to challenge it. You need to change it. 
And then you need to do the last step, which is to strengthen it. And that's the same with our habits as well. Habits are created out of consistently taking the right action steps to the point in time that it becomes second nature. It's something that you just need to continue to do, often at the beginning on a conscious level. And then as you continue to take those action steps, it becomes embedded in your psyche to the point that you just do those things naturally. But anyway, the next and last step, which is number four, is to really strengthen your new money beliefs and your habits, which of course are your actions. And you do that through consistency and you do that through constancy. And when you marry those two things together and combine them in unity, you know, unified, they will continue to give you empowered money beliefs and empowered money habits. Consistency and constancy are so very important and will continue to support you in creating and developing and having a magnetic money mindset, one that attracts opportunities, one that will attract your ideal client who loves what you do, who wants to invest in your services and who will continue to be one of your ambassadors. And that is that they'll continue to spread the awesome message about how awesome you are and uh, your coaching services. So really, really very important. So I really encourage you to spend some time on working through these different areas. Now, if you recognize that this is something that you really do continue to struggle with, and you'd love an opportunity to, to speak to me about recognizing some of the gaps in your business, perhaps you may not really realize, you know, I've, I've, I've observed, I've done all of the different things and steps that you've, you've mentioned on today's show, Anne-Marie, but I'm still stuck. I don't have any self-awareness around what I might be telling myself. Then why not reach out and apply for one of my complimentary business breakthrough strategy sessions? I always open up a number of these each month. And I'd love to, to speak to you about uh, the gaps in your business, some of your unhelpful money mindsets, and uh, also identifying the steps that you need to, to transform, to change those so that you can also have uh, that magnetic money mindset. So all you need to do is if you're listening from the website, click through on the complimentary business breakthrough strategy session link, which is under the further resources. Uh, link there or if you're on my iTunes channel and you're listening to this on your iPod then all you need to do is to go to bit.ly b-i-t dot l-y forward slash breakthrough session so that's b-i-t dot l-y forward slash breakthrough session and let's get together let's identify these gaps in your business so that you can start implementing the right steps that you need to do to get a magnetic money mindset and that will support you in building a successful coaching business and practice doing what you love, which is what it's all about. So I hope that was helpful for you. Reach out, let me know, leave a comment, share this with your community. If you know that you've got other um, you know, colleagues who uh, need to hear this as well. Now, if you do have a question and you'd like me to answer it in an upcoming show, then why not contact us on um, our phone number if you're ringing in from Australia, 039-708-6930. That's 9708-6930. If you're in the US, you can call us on 520-777-9610, 520-777-9610. And of course, if you're contacting us from anywhere in the world and you are on our website at the moment listening to the show, then uh, you'll notice to the right-hand side of the screen, there's a button that says send a voice message. All you need to do is press that and uh, leave your message and I'll be more than happy 
to answer your question. Even if you've got an aha moment you want to share, go and share it and I'll play it on the next show. We'll celebrate alongside you for the aha that you are uh, having and that you've implemented in your business. So love to hear from you. Now, speaking of questions, we've got a question and I'm going to answer it in a moment. Okay, so today's question comes from Cindy P. And Cindy was saying that her biggest hurdle that she has to getting paid what she is worth is her self-doubt and her self-worth. And firstly, Cindy, I just want to say congratulations for reaching out because one of the biggest steps that any heart-centered solopreneur and coach can take is recognizing where they are getting themselves stuck and taking the courageous step forward and reaching out for support. I mean, how many times do we let our fear, let our insecurities hold us back, not even reaching out and saying, hey, I need help. So congratulations for taking that courageous step. Now, I know that, uh, you know, self-doubt and self-worth is certainly something that will impact your ability to um, attract new clients, to have confident compelling conversations with a prospect and of course get paid what you're worth. It's very, very difficult if you your self-worth and your belief in the value that you offer is very, very low. So my first um, piece of advice for you, Cindy, and, and to you too, if, if you can recognize you know similarities, if you can empathize and um, recognize too that you've got uh, a low self-doubt and, and low self-worth as well. So firstly, you do need to take the time and take the steps to recognize the value that you offer your clients. Because Cindy, the first sale that you make is to yourself. If you don't believe that you are marketable, that you are valuable, that you are saleable, you know, that your services are saleable and and, and would support your clients, then how can you confidently have that conversation and allow that prospective client to see that value. So here are just a number of things that I want you to think about. I want you to think about the vast experience of your life, of um, you know previous work experience, and just things that you have picked up along the way through your work. All of that experience, and it doesn't need necessarily need to be qualifications, not at all, because let's face it, you can have all of the qualifications under the sun, yet if you have not put those into practical applications, then really it's just a piece of paper. Of course, the knowledge is, is very, very important. I'm certainly not you know, minimizing that at all. Qualifications are, you know, and certifications are fantastic as well and all part of the value add. On the same token, I don't want you to discredit any experience, even if the experience that you bring with you is not directly relatable to what you are currently doing in your business. For instance, every single experience that you've had, even if it's in a different industry, even if it's in a different country. I mean, I often hear people saying, hey, I've just moved to this country. You know, I can't market myself. I'm stuck. No one's hiring me. Well, just because you've flown from one continent to another, does that mean that you've just lost all of your your knowledge, your experience? Absolutely not. You bring those skills, you bring those competencies with you. Now, even though they were not in the similar industry, you still have developed strengths. You still have developed competencies 
awareness, ability, skills, all of those that you can support your clients in. And you need to recognize how you're doing that and see that it really is, you know, confirm to yourself that these are so very important and how it contributes to you being the best that you can be to support your clients. That's really important. I also want you to think of your achievements. Now, I know that when I'll often speaking with clients and I'll ask them, you know, what are some of your achievements? They'll stare at me blank faced or they'll go, I have no idea. I don't really have many achievements at all. And yet when we start talking about it, when I start hearing uh, their contributions, even if it's suggestions, I mean, when I say even if, I mean, it's a huge even if, I mean, it's incredible. I said, well, you made a suggestion. You recognize that there was a, a gap in here. And, and because they implemented that, this, they were able to increase efficiency. They were able to stop having that problem. Ah, uh, yes, that's an achievement. So please don't discredit any achievements. Don't discredit any of your suggestions or anything that you contributed that helped a company or helped a client get from point A to point C or whatever it is, you know, their outcome, their goals, really very important. But that's also relevant to the next step that I want to share with you is think about the successes that your clients are achieving. What about the clients when they first started to work with you? What were they experiencing? What was their conversation? What were they unhappy about? Then I want you to fast forward to the end of the relationship, you know, the coaching relationship with them. What were they experiencing then? How was their conversation? What were some of the words that they used? Their mannerisms, the joy in their voice, just the, the difference that your client was now experiencing in comparison to where they were when they first started their journey working with you. That's very, very important. And I'm hoping that in as part of your systems, you're compiling testimonials and social proof that will confirm the incredible benefits that your clients have experienced through investing in your services. That's really important. This is all helping you build your self-worth and your self-value so that that'll impact the doubt and turn the volume down on doubt and increase the belief that, hey, maybe I do have something to offer. And you know what I say to that? Yes, you do. You've got to own it. You've got to claim it. You've got to step into it because uh, it is something that is going to continue to support you in having confident, compelling conversations with a prospect and turning them into a client. What about comments that other people have said to you? Comments such as, hey, you are so fantastic at this and that, or I'd love to get together with you and put a proposal to you because you're so good at A, B and C. I want you part of my team. Let's talk. Or even, and this is an example that just happened this week, I was um, going through a VIP day with one of my private clients and I asked her the question, we were going through the signature branding process so that she could create a compelling, memorable signature brand in her business and I asked her the question, what are some of the people saying? And she said, well, you know, I was looking on a Facebook group that I'm running and hang on a second, let me have a look at some of the comments. And some of the comments that her clients that are going through a group program with her at the moment, the feedback was just being in part of this group environment. There's something magical about that experience. There's something about this group 
that is so supportive and welcoming. I feel so supported in this space and that's made an incredible difference in, in my life. Now, this was something that one of my clients' clients had commented and some of the other comments that we identified was similar, which is really exciting because it absolutely aligned with the brand archetypes as well. And she hadn't even thought about looking at these comments and taking note of it and recognizing, hang on a second, I've got a number of people who have said similar things about me. So this is a theme. This is an area where you can really start to see commonalities between the feedback, you know, between the things that people are providing you as feedback on how you show up and what they really love about you. This is something that needs to be part of your brand, needs to be very much part of your message, the experience that others have of you and is something that you need to hold as dear and valuable to you as you move forward in your business because it's what makes you special. It what It is what makes you unique. And that, my dear Cindy, is uh, where your self-worth lies in those key areas. There's a number of other things too that I'll often work with clients as we're identifying their value so they can bring that out into an incredible way that stands out in the marketplace. But this is definitely going to get you started. So hope that was helpful. Let me know, reach out. Now again, if you're if you recognize that you're also struggling in areas to getting paid what you're worth, reach out and to um, and let me know and I'll be more than happy. I'd love to answer that in an upcoming show. Okay, so now we're on to our inspirational tip for the week. And as always, go ahead and share it with your community. And of course, if you're listening from the website, all you need to do is to click the link that says tweet this and you'll share it with everybody. Okay, so it's better to do one thing well than lots of things half-heartedly. Need to focus? I think as uh, business owners, we can often be juggling so many balls in the air to the point where sometimes we don't know whether we're Arthur or Martha. And I'm hoping whatever country that you're in, you'll know what I mean when I'm talking about not being able to recognize whether you're Martha or Arthur. It really is just running around Um, barely coping to keep everything balanced well. If that is you, then I really encourage you to take a step back and you need to eliminate some of the things out of your to-do list, either outsource them or categorize all of those things into absolutely must-dos right down to, you know what, if I don't do that, it's just not going to be a big issue and focus then on the things that you really do need to do. Very, very important. Another area in this as well is that I know as coaches, what we can often do is we try and be a coach to anyone and everybody. And unfortunately, that will often um, strengthen your reputation as being a jack of all trades and a master of none. And I've spoken about this before when I talked about on previous um episodes about not niching, trying to be everything to all people and not having a specific target market, as well as signature branding, where, you know, you really do want to position yourself as a specialist in a specific area. So, you know, if you're a life coach and you help people overcome phobias, you also help them stop smoking. Do they need a new job? Hey, you can help them in that area as well. You know what? These are lots of multiple things. And you may find that by, well, 
you'll find that it's difficult to, number one, build your reputation as a specialist in your field, but also really strengthen uh, your business. And you might find that you're struggling to do all very well. Choose one area, the one area where you're generating great results with your clients. People are coming to you because of this particular area, and it's an area that you're really passionate about. Try, go ahead and build that arm of your business and do that well so that you are generating a consistent stream of clients coming for that problem. Now, does that mean that you need to say no to all the other areas? Absolutely not. But you know, sometimes when we're working in a solo business and there's only one of us, sure, we may have some support team, trying to build up multiple different arms of our business at the same time is exhausting. It's exhausting trying to do that. So concentrate on doing one thing really well rather than lots of things half-heartedly. When that's built up well and it's functioning on its own and you've got great systems supporting you in that area, then look at, okay, now I'm going to expand expand this arm of the business and start to generate visibility around how I can help people in that area too. You'll find that your energy will increase, your clients will increase, your income will increase and uh, you'll be far more energized at the end of the day because you don't feel that you're stretching yourself out too thin. You'll be far more focused. So hope that was helpful for you. Let me know. As always, love hearing comments and feedback. So that brings us to an end of another show. I hope that uh, you'll be taking away with you lots of tips and strategies to help you build the coaching practice of your dreams. Um, Until next time, I want you to have a blessed, empowered week. Remember that if you don't need to go this journey alone, if you're struggling or you're really at a stage where you go, you know what, I want to take my business to the next level, then reach on out to me. Love to have uh, a conversation with you. Sign up for one of my complimentary business breakthrough strategy sessions and we'll be able to pinpoint the steps that you need to take that'll help you take your business to the next level. Until next time, again, have an inspired, incredible week. I'll see you next time. This is Anne-Marie. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.